Welcome, welcome to the Lighthearted Podcast Adventure with four pastors who discuss God, His Word, and some other stuff. This is Pastors, pastors Live, a Rev FM production from Water Springs Church, Idaho Falls. Here now are Pastors Dave, Ty, Shane, and the other guy. Welcome to Pastors Live. Hey, and it actually was, I, I thought it was just going to be Pastor Live for a yeah, minute. Yeah, I did too. Gary, it's just going to be you and me today. Yeah. But James is here today, so we got the other guy. So it's 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 Pastors, it's plural, yeah, and it it's live, but, uh, It you still could have been the royal we. It could have been. Could have just been you, but we are hosting Yes, Pastors we are hosting, live. yes, the royal we. <laughs> hey, so uh, my the name joys is... joys of ministry. Yeah, my name's Ty. I'm glad to be back. Ty? It, it is... Uh, nice to have it, you it, by the way, it's August seventh today, and we had a yeah. wonderful weekend at uh, uh, Church in the Park. It oh was my amazing uh, barbecue, the baptism, people coming yes. forward was so wonderful, uh, and we're looking forward to following up with all those folks. It's just so so good. Uh, but we also have our readings today. If you want to contact us, if you have a comment or question, it's Pastors Live at the Rev FM. Pastors Live at the Rev FM, and if you want to call and say, "Well, where was everybody?" Pastors Live at the Rev.fm <laughs> because we we're, we're not actually sure. Hey, ministry happens, and that's something we have to realize. Um, if so you we wonder if we actually answer yep. emails, send a message to Pastors Live at the Rev.fm. Yes, we actually we actually do answer emails. <laughs> we do, but uh, but also in the studio we have uh, Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head here uh, with their Hello, little taters. ones, Spud. The Taters are here. These are they're they're our watch Taters. Uh, <laughs> hey, so like they, they they guard the yeah, studio, so they're here all the time. Yeah. and Simeon's here. So say hi, Simeon. That's what happens when Dave doesn't show up. Simeon (laughs) Simeon takes a seat, and that's what happens. Uh, But we have some wonderful readings in Jeremiah today, Psalms, Proverbs, Romans. Uh, And if you are not reading through the Bible uh, on a regular basis, like if you don't have a Bible reading plan, uh, we want to take a minute and encourage you to do that. Um, Gary, you know, is part of that. Uh, James Absolutely. is part of that. I'm part of that. Yeah. Uh, and we have a Bible reading plan that we have. It's a two-year Bible reading plan. We're in the second year right now. And what we ch- chose to do is we do Psalms twice a year, Proverbs twice a year, the New Testament once a year, and we do the Old Testament in two years. And that way you're just not bogged down in the uh, the, the judgment upon judgment upon judgment passages, exactly. which just be super yeah. depressing for a while. And that's where most people be. like, I just, the Bible was hard to read through, and so I stopped reading the Bible and stuff like that. And there's a lot of reasons that people say, hey, I... I can't read the Bible, and, mm-hmm. and that boggles my mind because uh, the Bible are the, it's the living, revealed will of God. It's it's a it's a it's the special revelation of God for His people, and I think we need to be reading it. But I think there are a lot of reasons that people don't read their Bibles. So, what are some reasons you guys have heard? that people don't read their Bibles. Because one of the things that I hear is like, uh, it's just really hard to read. It's hard to understand. And so, because it's hard to understand. Or it's an ancient book. I, so okay, those are some of the things I've heard. What have you guys heard that say, okay, I, I'm, I'm not going to read my Bible because. Yeah, right? so, same here. I, I, the whole, you know, it's hard to understand excuse. You know, I've, I've heard that multiple times. But just uh, time mm-hmm. that it, it is the main excuse that I'm like, Time? Time? You don't have time? I don't have time. time for it. Oh, you don't have time to read the Bible? Oh, okay. What do you have time for? Uh, exactly. Yeah, what do you have time for? To because, go fishing, to go... Uh, but Well, Gary, right? that is important. <laughs> it is <it's> priorities. <laughs> That's funny. But here's the thing. I mean, if analyze, you know, if you're if you're one of those folks who says, you know, I just, I don't have time right now. I'm, I'm pretty busy. Make a list. Make a list of everything that you do. There you you go. know, they, they do this when you go to see the doctor 
and they're trying to get to the cause of the symptoms that you're having, sometimes they'll send you home with a journal and they'll ask you to outline your day. You know, I, I got four hours of sleep or I ate, you know, a whole box of Rice Krispies for breakfast or, oh, you know, whatever it is, you, you, you journal. Yeah. I, I know you enjoyed your time away. Yeah. <laughs> Did but, you put marshmallows in them too? Marshmallows you... are an essential. Uh, yeah, that's so, an essential food. That's a food group. Okay, foundational food group. But, you know, you, you journal to analyze what's causing the symptoms that you're experiencing. So what about the symptoms in your life? Are you experiencing love, joy, peace? patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, or any other fruit of God's spirit in your life? And if not, analyze the symptoms. If you aren't making time for God's word, what are you making time for? And right. and, and see what's feeding in. What are, you, what are you feeding into your heart and spirit? Um, because God wants to speak to you. That's why we have scripture accessible. It's at our fingertips. Well, it's at our fingertips and we want to read it. Um, and I think we can st- we can kind of blow up some of those things uh, with technology, you know, mm-hmm. some of the excuses. So the Bible, if you read the Bible at pulpit pace, pulpit pace is how I'm speaking right now. This is a comfortable space. I'm not nervous. This is a pulpit pace. A lot of audiobooks are at what would be considered a pulpit pace, right? It's something you can listen to. I don't, I don't, if I use an audiobook, I'm, I'm cramming through it. I'm not, uh, this is too slow for me to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and some of you are thinking right now, yeah, you're pretty slow, dude. Uh, so, uh, but, but no, that, I, I wanted to share with you. Tortoise pace. in the hair. Tortoise, tortoise in the hair. Right? I like that. Because I, I talk, because I talk a lot faster than normally. This is my normal. Right. I, I talk a lot faster. Yeah. You than, got a radio voice. I, yeah. I, I'm moving all the time. Uh, <laughs> so I talk with my hands and everything else. Yeah. But the, the idea is that, there are audio resources out there that can help you if you're if you're frustrated saying it's too hard to read faith comes by hearing hearing by the word of god listen to the bible listen to it and then learn to listen to it while you're reading it because i think that can help you read but let's talk about the difficulty of reading the bible um so i don't read greek hebrew or aramaic um and i and i can recognize the language a little bit i but i'm not any any way of uh you know a semitic language kind of person i i'm just not I just, i don't do that um and my greek skills are eh, you know but here's the thing is that a lot of people don't realize that the king james bible who they, they just they go oh it's king james only it's only king james that was written in 1611 our, our language has in some ways changed you can't you can't you know and you, you expect a toddler or a three-year-old to totally understand that um and then of course you have the new king james bible which kind of just took the these and the dies and the, the, the that stuff out which by the way that just so you know when you're reading the king james bible all the ifs right that's telling you what the verb tense is. That's mm-hmm. actually telling you what the Greek language is. So if you know what those are, it actually helps you when you're studying, if you do read a King James Bible, to know what those mean and what those are in the Greek, just for whatever that's worth. That's okay. a good point, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but, so then we have the, the New King James, but then we have uh, other translations that are a little bit easier to read. Um, I remember when the, the, what, the New Living Translation came out uh, years ago. There was the NIV that came out. Um, and the scholarship and the textual criticism in all of those is, has always been interesting to me to listen to guys squabble over which word should we use or things mm. like that. Um, and But there are English 
translations that are actually easier to read. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, let, I'm going to grant. I'm, I'm going to give you something. The first nine chapters of Chronicles is kind of rough because it's just they begat and they begat and they begat. These people were busy, you know. It's like <laughs> right, you know. And then one dude is like, "Hey, I want more land," you know. The prayer of Jabez, right? You know, it's like in the middle of all that. And yeah, they they can be hard to read, but is it worth reading? Right. Yes, but yeah. if if it's something you don't understand, well, that's how you start to grow. You know, you don't understand it, and so you start learning, you start growing, and you start asking questions. Well, hey, I didn't understand this passage. Um, and sometimes we don't understand a passage because we don't put it in its context. Does that, does that make sense? Like, yep. like we don't put it in its bigger context. I was talking to uh, Melanie, uh, one of our sweet ladies on staff here earlier today, and, and I was telling her how I'm so frustrated sometimes when we talk about uh, we do inductive Bible study around here. That's that's how we study the Bible, and it's 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 observation, it's interpretation, and then it's an application. But there's a bridge between interp- interpretation and then the application. There's a bridge called principle, the, and it's the principle of the text. So here's the one that makes me crazy or anything else. Um, and I've now heard it. I, okay, I didn't mean to start a book club, by the way, when I was on vacation. I, I, that was not my intention to start a book club. <laughs> I don't know. It seemed pretty uh, inviting. You I, had some you good know, titles I, out there. And that was I, cool. And yeah. by the way, there were five other books that I read. Um, and, and of course, there were the ones I read to uh, you know my granddaughter. And I put a few of those That's up there. Impressive. You know, like if I were like money. It. Right. Uh, we got her another one. That's a it's ten on a line, which was a little book. It's a little counting rhyming book and stuff like that. So, so it was fifteen books. Is that right? Uh, when I all said and done, yeah, uh, twenty-two. Oh, twenty-two! Wow, okay. all said and done. Include, but I want to include. I want to include here the books I read to my granddaughter. I okay. included those, which those gotcha. aren't hard reads at this point. I can read uh, those. Still pretty, a book. It's still a book. Technically, <laughs> it's still a book. I did read it to her, um, and uh, we got this really pretty. Uh, we got this really sweet uh, because she's so young. They're they're um, they're uh, card book. Yeah, the cardboard books, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, and because so, she's so young. And so, but I did, I did, we were at a bookstore in Holland, uh, Michigan, and we, we were in, and it was beautiful, by the way, Holland, if you ever get a chance to go to Holland, Michigan, boy, that's, that was. Beautiful. If you can't afford yeah. to go to Holland, go to Holland, Michigan. Oh yeah, no, it was, no, it, no it, seriously, there was a shop that had a wall of wooden shoes. Really? Uh, oh, you know, for real. Nice. They were, they're, they're, they're very, they're very proud of their heritage there. But we're in this little shop, and I found this little velveteen rabbit book, and I, I just, I'm like, oh, okay, I've, I've got it, nice. I've got it, I've got it. I said, I know, I know that she's too young for this, and you'll share this with her when she's like four. So or five, But I, I got it for for her and for mama. But cool. But yeah, but but reading those books, I, I, it was amazing to me how many people actually misuse. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens. Oh. And they they allow and they publish it and they allow it to continue to be right, published. Right. And they keep talking about it like I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What's the principle of the passage? Right? So the principle of the passage, the the bigger context, that's the context, context, context. It's what? It's contentment. Mm-hmm. So it's like I can be content whether I'm flourishing or whether I'm suffering or whether I have resources or I'm don't have resources I I can be content in all those things and I like that better for not being able to proof text it because it helps you understand that that principle of contentment a little bit easier because some it's that word do you know that people take but you know yeah. uh, one of the things that I think might be and there's uh, people right now going what 
That's on all over my house. I was relaxed. Trust me. Jesus is with you. Do not fear. Uh, Isaiah 14, 14, uh, Psalm 27, 1. God's fighting for you. God fights your battles. You have nothing to be afraid of. God is with you. He, he is the strength of your life. You know, all those things, all those things still apply, but don't remember something. And remember, I'm, I'm being picky right now, but you have to remember that I, I take that in its context. Yeah, of course you have yeah. to. I mean, so for anyone out there who who's listening to this conversation and has looked at a, a foreign language or studied a foreign language, just an example that I use sometimes is Spanish to English. You know, when you say you're welcome in Spanish, you say de nada, which literally means of nothing. But if you, if you if you translate that, if you say hey, thank you, hey, of nothing, what? You know, it's, it, it, so what what yeah? So the term you're trying to use is called back translation, right? So we translate something into another language, but you can't translate it back out of that language. Right. And and by the way, that's a Wycliffe conversation. If you guys aren't familiar with Wycliffe, Wycliffe translates the Bible into languages that don't have language. Oh. They go and they learn a language, they learn a culture. Sometimes they have to come up with an alphabet. Then they wow. have to then they have to write. But here's a great example. Um, the in some cultures they've never seen snow, so they don't use white as snow. They use uh, they use coconut. Does that mean coconut meat? Does that mean but God's you, word has changed? But well, the the principle has not because right. if you back translate that though, right? Though our sins were as blood, scarlet. They they don't necessarily understand scarlet robes, right? As though our sin was as blood, it shall be made white as coconut meat. And right. so it's like you're you're, you're like. There's a, there's an issue there. You go that that's a that's a back translation that's really difficult. Well, some people get really upset when they start trying to do back translations. They take these these Bibles that are written in other languages, they try and back translate them back into English. You have to understand there's cultural issues there. And so when you're studying the Bible, there is culture in the context. Mm-hmm. And that's really, really important. And by the way, I, I don't want to destroy the, the you know, Philippians 4.13, right? I guess I can do no, all things through Christ who strengthens me. But but I, I, I want you to understand, I think as a listener, that it's important to know context. Mm-hmm. And there's a principle to that passage, which is Paul saying, look, man, I've been through it. And man, and it's in the context of he's in jail. And he says, look, I, I can endure this, man. I can endure this because God is with me. Mm-hmm. I can endure anything that God is with me, but it comes back to having hope because uh, Romans chapter uh, Romans five one through five talks about our suffering has a purpose because our suffering leads to what hope, right? And our, of course, on our readings in Romans the other day, we were talking about uh, that the sufferings of this present world are not worthy to be compared to the not yet that is coming. And so, uh, keeping in mind that we're children of the not yet, there's mm-hmm. there's more. Yeah, we suffer in this life. Yes, it's difficult in this life, but I can endure all these things, as Paul is saying, through Christ who strengthens me to endure all those things. It's about Christ being with us in the middle of all of our stuff. Right. But to also help, you know, just the whole purpose of this conversation is to encourage the people who maybe say, I just don't get it. I don't get it. So you pull any any aspect of any storyline or any history or whatever and and share a nugget it doesn't resonate with the person who's hearing it unless you explain the context around it. You know, right. if, if just to be silly here, I mean, if you were to say, when Luke realized Leah was his sister, there was a dilemma. You know, so what? <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand. So then you have to explain the whole, expl- you know, so the whole. Just, now just the kiss and Empire Strikes well, Back yeah, is all yeah, gross yeah. now. It's all Ew. gross. It's just like, oh, just, but here, here. Ah. <laughs> Like there, kissing uh, your sister, and that's Sorry. Pastor Joe. He joined us. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Howdy, fellas. <laughs> but but what I'm trying to say is, you know, if if you're 
there there is a <laughs> there is a thing that people do, you know, sometimes, and I'm not discounting that God can speak to you anyway. This isn't the recommended go-to. When they just flip through scripture and kind of zero their finger in and point to a verse and read it, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to benefit you because you're pulling something out of context. If you don't understand the author, the cultural setting, the time frame in history, the recipient audience, all that stuff is important to fully get the meaning and the principle beneath that passage. A lot of, uh, not a lot, some translations of the Bible will include an introduction to that book to give you some of that preface to say, uh-huh. oh, oh, now I understand why this was written, where it was written in history, and that's helpful so when you start to go into that book, you understand it better. Yes, yes. Well, and I think that, you know, there's a, knowing those big contexts is really important. Knowing how Christ fits into the book as, as a whole uh, we were talking about uh, the, uh, our first year of Bible college, or our, well, it, wait, we decided it was a Water Springs Discipleship Institute or something like that. We're still school or institute, flip the coin. We're gonna our first year. We're talking about doing Old Testament survey, mm-hmm. which is important, and yes. New Testament survey. Like, yes. what's every book about, and how does it fit into the bigger context? Because I always hate it when we take something out of out of its context. And you talked about, you, did you use her proof texting? Is that what you said I think earlier? I might, I, I, yeah, yeah, I might have. So, but I, I was going to have you follow up, what is proof texting? And go ahead and explain that to people so people know when it's being done. Uh, because I, I think I might have called it astronaut preaching when I was younger. Oh, nice. A guy reads the text, leaves the text, never returns to the text. He, just orbits, <laughs> he orbits an idea. He's nice. actually not addressing an issue. Right. Uh, so so what two more terms. Uh, there's exegesis and eisegesis. And exegesis is where you're pulling out of the text uh, what is intended to be there. You're reading it within the context of the book and within within uh, you know the, the context of Scripture itself. The yeah. eisegesis is when you have an idea and you go to the Bible and pull out a text and put your idea into it and try to make it work. You're right. putting something into it that isn't intended to be there. So when you talk when you, so James, when you say proof texting, you're actually talking about the idea of eisegesis, which is sticking into the text your idea. Correct. Okay. That's that's like saying I'm facing a, a, a gang of hell's angels. They're all off their bikes. They've got chains. They've got bats. They've got clubs. And I say, you know what? It's only me. Of Yellowstone. Okay. There you go. <laughs> but sorry. I say, you know sorry. what? I I don't suggest that show necessarily. I did so. <laughs> I'm just sorry. Sorry. It's just crossed my mind. Sorry. So I go to the I go to my limited Bible knowledge and I say, well, I could be like Samson, but I don't have long hair. In fact, I don't have much hair at all, so that won't work. But I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, so I can beat these guys, all fourteen of them. You know, right? That's now, me isogeting into the text something that never <laughs> intended to be there. Well, and so the question is. In Christ, because here's the argument on the other side. Well, if it's God's will, couldn't could you take him in Christ? Well, let's ask about that. If you look at the whole of Scripture, is it God's will for me to violently attack a group of thugs, or is it God's will for me to extend grace and love and speak truth and love to them? Right. Well, then here's the question: Are you going on the offense or are you on the defense? Are you defending the orphan and the widow? So, I mean, the Lord's going to be with you in that, but angel armies, man. Context. You know what I'm it's context, right? <laughs> it's context. Like, what, what, what's the problem? And I'll be honest with you guys. Uh, I, I think some of the greatest people in the world are bikers. I, I, yeah. I, I love the guys that are, you know. <laughs> That's shifting gears. Here well, we go. Yeah, you like that? It was great, 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 great change there. But no, I. I, I said Jesus I, to motorcycles. To motorcycles. No, well, and here's why, because I have a different context. Right. So I was a kid, um, as a young boy, I was in LAX with my mom. We were waiting to pick up my dad. He was coming back from Japan. And I had to use the restroom. My mom couldn't take me in there, and I was, I think I was three, maybe three and a half. And you said LAX? I was in LAX. Ooh. 
right? Sorry. And so, hmm. yeah, well, this is obviously this is before 9 11, so we could go all the way to the gate, right? right so we're right. waiting, and I had to use the restroom. So my mom let me go into the restroom. Well, a plane had just come in, and the restroom got overloaded with all these business guys going in to use the restroom, and I was getting pushed out of the way. I mean, I'm trying to get to a urinal or to a toilet, and I'm and at this point, I'm I'm grabbing and hopping because I'm in trouble here. And these three Hell's Angels came in to use the restroom, saw what was going on, and I remember one of them go, hey, you know, and actually moved the businessmen out of the way and stood there so I could use the restroom. Let's go. Yeah. Now, my mom was getting nervous because I hadn't come back out. And then I was brought out under the guard of these three bikers. So I've always had a different view of that world. Right. Because I'm like I was I was treated as a child. They they stood up and they defended me. They they took care and in that moment, kind of the orphan in that moment. And I thought, that, so I've never had that weird view, right? right. And always in betray, you know. How always, and yeah, you know, are there were there some you know were there some people that were pretty rough and and sure were, yeah was there violence was there inappropriate stuff yeah absolutely um you know I I heard about this thing this show called Breaking Bad but I never saw it uh, but uh, but which yeah which is I, I'm I'm kind of glad but uh, but I, I think we do have to realize that there's context mm-hmm. my context my experience with them was was different. And I think sometimes we, we have to realize our, our context, we have a tendency to bring our world context into the Bible, mm-hmm. right? And so, or whatever, what somebody else has told me about the Bible, right? Yes. So if I didn't have that experience as a young boy, and people would tell me that bikers are this and they're that and they're this and they're that, and I never had that experience, I might have believed other people's word that didn't have a personal experience, like because people say, well, the Bible isn't, God's word. Oh, the Bible isn't this, or the Bible has contradictions. And you look at the. Have you read the Bible? Well, no. Right. Well, no, I haven't read the Bible. Well, then how do you know? Yeah. Well, because you know, my this person told me, this person told me. No, no, read the Bible yourself. I mean, that's important. Yeah. We need to read the Bible ourselves, and and understand it in its context. And don't. I, I like what you say about proof texting. In other words, I'm taking a text out to prove my point. Right. I use the term isogeting in that sense. Now I understand yeah. what you mean by that because yeah. I've heard that before. Yeah. So and we're running out of time. But Joe, it was nice for you to stop in there because we were like, we thought we were going to do Pastor Live at first. Pastor Pastor Live. live. Yeah. yeah, so it was going to be Pastor Live. But now we'll, we'll jump in. We'll have a good, hey, it's going to be a great, going to be a great week. We're excited. But today is... Um, a uh, civic uh, civic holiday in Canada, which just reminds people to be nice to their neighbor. Oh yeah, <laughs> apparently, uh, yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. So just go and say sorry, uh, you know. But <laughs> it's also uh, it's National Purple Heart Day. Oh wow! And awesome. so for uh, men and women who have been wounded in the line of duty, we mm. thank you, thank you for all that you've done, thank you for the freedom that we we have because of what uh, you have done for us, and so. Uh, Lord, Lord, we just pray for those that have been wounded, Lord, those that have suffered loss to war, and we just we pray over them right now. We're so thankful for them. And Lord, we ask that you'd continue uh, to protect our country, and we pray for our freedoms. We thank you for them, and we ask that we would use them well for the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, you're loved, your family. God bless you. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Happy tomorrow. Monday. Pastors Live is a Rev FM production from Idaho Falls, Idaho, and is made possible by the Ministry of Greenhouse Coffee. Send your questions and comments by email to pastorslive at therev.fm. Then listen for their response on another episode of the lighthearted podcast adventure, Pastors, Pastors Live. Live.